Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him. I'm a queer political activist, actor, comedian, self-proclaimed sexy blurred. That's a um, black nerd. And each week I'm joined in the corner by other fabulous minorities and some allies tackling the news, pop culture, politics, media, entertainment, and history with a little self-care, self-love sprinkled throughout, all for our own personal and collective empowerment. Well, hello, hello, Minority Corner kids. Happy week. <laughs> you never know when y'all are listening to it. And, you know, uh, it's March. We're in March. Uh, hopefully you're listening to this in March. And even if you're not, well, and Minority Corner timeline, it's March. And, you know, we just closed out Black History Month, and we're going to transition into Women's History Month. And Mackenzie Green is back two weeks in a row to help us get this done. But first, we have to talk about... Okay, so back in Black History Month in February, uh, D.C., they're wildin' when it comes to Ray Fisher. Still, even in Black History Month, they are wildin'. You know what? It's time to get our buddy on over to Marvel. There's tons of black roles. Come on over, Ray Fisher. The Marvel world welcomes you. Speaking of D.C., okay, so the Batman is coming out this week, and have y'all seen the Entertainment Weekly cover with Zoe Kravitz and Robert Pattinson? Ooh, Lord, is it Thursday? Because I am thirsty for this. They got me excited. I got my tickets. I got my tickets. Saw this cover. We got to talk about that. Um, And, okay, so we got to talk about Todrick Cole. So he's on Celebrity Big Brother, and this, my guy is kind of wild, and sometimes you just have a side eye your heroes and we got side eyes to give we also have really great news about lgbtqia plus representation in media we unpack is this going to continue will this trend continue and mckenzie is going to take over the reins uh and we're going to unpack star wars fandom we're going to unpack it and why folks need to stop gatekeeping. Have you ever wanted to join Star Wars fandom, but it seems too much because the fans are too intense? Or maybe you are a fan and maybe you're taking it a little bit too seriously. We got some tips for you. We're going to unpack that. And then also stick around at the end. We have tips on how you can fight the anti-trans laws in Texas. I know it can seem really heavy and alarming and it feels like, you know, what can I do? There are things that you absolutely can do. So don't worry. We're all in this fight together. Um, and also, too, in case you missed it last week, we are in the last few episodes of Minority Corner. I think we have six or seven episodes left. We'll be wrapping up uh, April 15th, I think, is our last show. It's been a long run, seven years. Gonna miss y'all, but we've got so much more great things to unpack, great guests coming up, so don't you fret or worry. And remember, I got a new show coming at you. Uh, it's already rocking. Sarah, our producer, editor, is also on board over there. It's a show called Get On Up. Uh, you'll hear a little bit about it, I think, in today's show. So I'll stop talking about it. But uh, coming over to Get On Up, it's uh, uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, what is that? Uh 12 noon 
Eastern time and wherever you fall in between that two hours, come on over with me and Renee Colvert from Can I Pet Your Dog every morning. We're going to dish. So I'm not going anywhere. I'm just moving. I'm just moving on over and hope y'all move on over with me as well. So you can watch that on Alexa or um, on YouTube. And if you ever miss it live, you can always just catch it, catch it later because we're there. So, all right, y'all, let's get into today's episode. It is time to learn, laugh, and play with Mackenzie Green right here on the new Minority Corner. Let's go. Um, okay, well, we are on the last weeks of, we're like, here comes Black History Month. It's, it's leaving. And it wouldn't be Black History Month if someone wasn't doing some sort of foolishness. And I feel like you and I have been accurately tracking the Ray Fisher story. <laughs> we really story. do. We really are like the, like, between Little Mix and Ray Fisher. That's like... <laughs> That's it. That's yep. it. Yep. Update. Ooh, little mix update. Okay. Yeah. Now there's a Ray Fisher update. Mm-hmm. And this was just so tragic. So I uh, Twitter. Uh, so on Twitter uh, for Black History Month, DC released uh, these four <laughs> images. Uh, they were like, happy Black History Month. We're celebrating all black heroes. And they were like, uh, it was like uh, Black Canary, Deadshot, uh, Will Smith's Deadshot, and then... <laughs> Bloodsport is very similar to Deadshot. Of course, they, but were, not like, Deadshot. they were like, here's the su- everything from Suicide Squad adjacent. Yay. Oh my God, you're so right. Basically. That's the only time black people have been really showing up is in Suicide Squad adjacent. And then y'all didn't even have any love for Birds of Prey. So poor black, who, poor black, black canary who, <laughs> who knows if she'll ever see the light of day because it's tragic. I loved, I loved her as black canary. I know. I loved Renee. Her brother is a mess. I know. That's my favorite part. Her brother's a hot mess, but I love her. Yeah. And if you don't know who Jernay Smollett's brother is, well, you do know. Good for you. Bless uh, you. You've been living under a rock, and you also don't know that we had a trash man for president at one point, and and that the world's on fire. That man had us, and it was in the height of Trump, and we were all, I'm, we reported on it here on Minority Corner. We were fooled. We're like, we can't believe this has happened. Right. This man was beaten up and a noose and gay black man. And but Ray Fisher, uh, so they did this tweet. We're like, we're celebrating all of our black heroes. They've only, the, the three of the them three that of they them. have had. But there's actually four because Ray Fisher's cyborg completely missing from this, um, completely missing. And Ray Fisher was uh, essentially like, Retweeted, he said, or you could try spotlighting an apology to the non-fictional black people affected by your company's racist and discriminatory practices, referring to uh, his treatment on the set of Justice League when Joss Whedon took over. And then the final cut when his whole entire plot line was cut because he was the heart of the original version of it. When you watch that three hour movie, it finally makes sense what Cyborg's supposed to be doing. But like, listen, I'm on this new thing, much like the Henry Cavill of it all, where I just want everybody who DC's ever screwed over for Kevin Feige to call them and be like, hello, would you like to join the multiverse? And like for you to get like, you know, to some good meaty, I don't know, he can be like a Kang variant at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Henry Cavill keeps getting uh, fucked over too because- They keep having like Superman, but not showing his face because they did that. They did that in um, Shazam. uh, And they also did it recently in Peacemaker, Peacemaker. which like everybody was just like, oh, well, you guys really hate Ray Fisher. They were like, you didn't even show like a silhouette of Cyborg in that scene. 
out of control. Out of it's, it's out of control. So I, it's just it's it's tragic. And I guess I wonder what the like. I think there was no right way for them because I was thinking it was like they could have included him, but I know that also Ray Fisher was gonna would have said something if they would have included him in the tweet or the post. Oh. There's yeah. no winning. Gotta give, There's give no winning job. until yeah. they apologize to Ray Fisher. Isn't that yeah, all he wants not. is an apology. Oh no. Yes, he literally just wants them to be like, "Oh, we're so sorry." Like, and it's also really sucks. tragic with the new Flash movie coming out and knowing that Cyborg was supposed to be a main part of it. I mean, it's looking great. I'm excited. Yeah. There's a Black Iris West, so you know I'm here for that. But I mean, and also Michael Keaton is my Batman, so like that's all I care about is like being like, "Hi, Michael Keaton. They're I absolutely missed gonna... you. They left us alone <laughs> with all these strange men, and I didn't." They're like absolutely going to distract us with this. They're doing a great job, but I always will kind of think like, "Oh, what was the original intention with Cyborg being in this movie?" Yeah. So. I mean, the IP is so strong at Marvel. I really just want Kevin Feige to call him and be like, hey, mm. Ray, you interested in playing one of these 87,000 characters you could play? Like, <laughs> Yes, there's so many. We have so many characters. Um, switching gears here. So I know we are not the biggest DC folks, but can we talk about the Batman uh, Catwoman the I mean, photo the like oh my god talk about a press tour that i have not been more um like what's going on here since like mr and mrs smith <laughs> where so i'm like right. if i was chan- if i was channing tatum i would be so <laughs> should be absolutely because they the their interviews with each other there was a tiktok a brilliant tiktok that was like this guy who was like i figured it out ladies he was like you guys call me, guys sir when you really like somebody and all these people in the comments were like, who told him, who told you, how dare you? Like, we must kill you now that you know the secret. And so there's like an interview with the two of them where he says something like, you know, I've been around the twat most of my career. And she's like, no, sir, you stop it. And was like, <laughs> like their press tour. I mean, Wow. Wow, I can feel like the what is that? What is that? The Wattpad kids. I know they're going to be making all kinds of smutty stories out of Batman and Catwoman and all, following. And this. I didn't know you could get like I love this cover photo. Like, the tweet that they did, it's like a, a a visual moving cover photo. It's just it's hot. <laughs> it is. It's so hot. They're just. They, I mean, God bless <sighs> them. When people have chemistry mm. like that in movies, mm-hmm. it's those moments that I think to myself. Oh, I could never date an actor because like that's where it's that kind of press tour where I'm like, oh, I'd be so like, (sighs) uh huh, like the way the way in that because they had the same cover of like Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet, like or like what's his face when what's his face rubbed the inside of Jessica Chastain's arm and then kissed her arm. Everybody was like, (gasps) wait, was it Oscar Uh, Isaac? Oh my God. Okay. And because I saw that, what was it? What was it? uh, Scenes from a marriage, their chemistry in that was so, I'm like, Oh, this is what you talk about in acting school. Like in acting school, they talk about you get like, they were so in it together and I've seen them in interviews. Like, Yes. They absolutely were married for a period of time, divorced, but still yes. love each other. It was it was so intense. I mean, that's the way I felt about Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. There um, just came a yeah. point where you were just like, oh, God, yep. like somebody's leaving somebody else's 
significant other for this person. So like there's the two of them. And here's the problem. She's Zoe Kravitz. I mean, if she walks right on out of Channing Tatum's life and right into Homeboys, everybody's going to be like, okay. And it would make me feel feel so sad about (laughs) Channing Tatum because you have you been hearing about like his heartbreak over Gambit? It's so sad. Like you didn't even realize how close all these articles have been coming out about Channing Tatum for one, never seen a Marvel movie. And all of his never. all of his friends are in these movies. All of his little actor friends That's my they're favorite. all in these movies. He's never seen one of the twenty seven movies, twenty six movies that are out, not seen a single one because <laughs> He was so close to making Gambit, had been working on Gambit for three years. They had production offices. They had casted people. They were ready to shoot in New Orleans. And then the Disney-Fox merger happened, and Disney's like, oh, yeah, we're not doing that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and they were like, we're never making that movie. Get out of here. (laughs) Ah, It it sounded pretty cool. It was going to be this, like, sort of mutant underground sort of thing and it's going to be like a romantic comedy because that's you know i mean here's the problem because it's channing tatum somebody was like well you gotta see him with no shirt on maybe having sex with somebody (laughs) and it's like what what exactly it i'm like all i have seen for i'm like i literally watched elizabeth uh olsen like touch fingers with a fake (laughs) robot and i was like this is the most beautiful romance on the planet (laughs) that's all i need like Like, i don't need anything more than that uh i i think but if zoe walked out it would be so I'd be like, oh, poor Channing. It would just make sense because all the the whole tour with Robert Pattinson. Also, Zoe Kravitz just has chemistry with herself. So it's also (laughs) this uncomfortable thing where like you see the photo calls of her like by herself with the Eiffel Tower and you're like, okay, all right. Okay, girl. Okay. Gosh, I just still love the, I mean, the the fan and heartbreak over, I don't know if we talked about this before on the podcast, just the heartbreak over her mom like separating from Jason Momoa. What an amazing, like that family is just so hot. Just what a hot family. I have said repeat. I have said repeatedly that Lisa Bonet must have sat her at her Thanksgiving table and been like, I did this. (laughs) Me. When she like looked around and was like, there's Jason Momoa. There's Lenny Kravitz. There's There's my daughter. She's amazing. (laughs) Yes. Like I just felt like she was just like me. I'm the reason all of you are here because I made her and she bought you and like (laughs) you two are here because of me and like whatever I do is all mine. Hats off to Lisa. Lisa Bonet. Hats off. Um, Last thing I just want to touch on: Are you following any of the poor Wendy Williams? Can we? It is have a, very confusing. <laughs> it is so she is like truly on the sick and shut in list because I'm so <laughs> confused as to what's happening. And then like my mom was like, "You know, Sherry Shepard's the uh, permanent guest." I was like, "Mom, what's a permanent guest host? What are you saying? What are these words coming out of your mouth?" Yeah, well, I guess like so in the you know brink of uh so. I Wendy Williams got frozen out of all of her accounts by like her her um she got froze out of all of her accounts uh Wells Fargo um and it was by like her assistant because they said that you know she was too much of an incapacitated uh incapacitated uh person her lawyer came out and was like no that's not true uh she just has had um she's she has like health issues she first of all she's just like in a silly goofy mood like what <laughs> she's been going through it because like her husband left her. Uh, she does has like Graves yeah. disease, thyroid concerns. Yeah. Um, so she's having that. She hasn't been able to get back I mean, to but work. My mom had Graves disease, and she's not this cuckoo <laughs> bananas. I mean, my mom does weird stuff sometimes, but not like this level. Uh, but your mom is right. Sherry Shepard is taking over. Wendy Williams will not be coming yeah. back. It's going to be the Sherry Show, and uh, and I don't. I'm, 
I mean, good for you, I know. Sherry Shepard. <laughs> and I will say, aside from Sherry Shepard not believing that the earth is round, I like her. I like her. It's my only thing. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> she's, she she's hoping all y'all forgot. But unfortunately, the internet does not forget Sherry Shepard. No, the internet does not forget. So you know they're going to be like, hey, Sherry. Hey, Sherry. <laughs> remember when you thought the earth was I hope she does a bit about it. Like It should be her opening first thing it really should the first ep- the first episode she should be like i never thought in this whole wide flat earth that i had the opportunity yes. to be your host yeah. like she should just like open it yep. with that call it and a day and be like i got it, it i got it nope like, i too we've all said something yep, dumb. that is absolutely yep and that truly the graves disease at all is the only reason my mom keeps up with Wendy oh. Williams because I think for my mom it's like oh I had this condition mm. like oh I'm I'm rooting for her and then Wendy will do something weird my mom's like oh. that's not because <laughs> of your thyroid disorder <laughs> that's just you girl and you know what here's the thing too is like I have like such heart for everyone but then when I look back at it like Wendy Williams made a career of being no mean. it's like God don't like ugly being no mean. and that's what I'm saying is like the hard part is like God don't like ugly like here's the thing I'm a massive Kimora Lee Simmons fan yeah. huge huge Kimora fan well used yeah. to be and then everything that's been happening with her and like the husband and the con artistry and all this stuff and then randomly I stumbled upon a clip where the Kardashians were like where Kim's like Kimora Lee Simmons says we look fucking weak if we don't like Take it to Jordan. And then I was like, oh, because God don't like ugly and he's not too fond of cute either. So that's how we got that is here. Exactly. Also, I'm convinced that Jordan Woods is literally <laughs> Sealy because she straight up turned around to all these people and said, everything you done done to me has already been done to you. And they have had nothing but ruin and destruction since the moment that girl left the red table. It has just been like everything you touch shall turn to ash. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, man. I was the first time I've heard, like, a color purple reference like that. So good. That's exactly it. I think about it all the time. In my mind, that is literally Jordan. That is. That would (laughs) would absolutely explain it. So I I think, like, I do... you be like, oh, poor Wendy Williams. And I'm like, oh, she's been mean to a lot of people for a long time. And right, like, it's like that's all you can do is just be like, oh no. And then you're also like, oh no, oh. And God. then I, I like, think, well, you know, poor oh. Jerry O'Connell, who's been also for whatever reason filling in for the Wendy Williams show. But I think he's on the talk now. I think the talk, yeah, he's on the, the talk. talk have now, added two and, uh, male hosts. I think it's yeah, so interesting. It's the dude from Ninja Warrior, and it's very confusing. It's so like, interesting. But I guess it would so be interesting weird. to have, as long as I think there's more women voices on this show but you are getting different opinions and they gotta set themselves apart from the view which is just a juggernaut you're just not gonna listen i'm just always cheering on i'm not remembering her name but she had the husband who was the broadway star who passed from covid like Mm. i just want her to get all the money Mm -hmm. in the world outside of that i'm like Mm. all right whatever the rest of you do like (laughs) okay but like show her, is Amanda, sh- Amanda, Amanda, oh, Amanda yeah, that shows. I'm just, shit I show. just want her to get everything. I yeah. mean, I just want her to get Julie everything. Chen Moon Vez, who I'm watching on. Oh uh, I didn't realize Celebrity Big Brother was up and running. Like I am obsessed with. I'm obsessed with Big Brother. I had to take a pause because I was almost on the last season of Big Brother this past summer. Did I tell? Oh I was like God. down where they where they had the cookout. Where, That's the only season my mother has ever watched. That was like, my whole so, plan was to go on this season and form an alliance called the cookout with but just here's black the people. Problem. My mom has. So my again, all things lead to my mother. She's never watched, uh, never watched the show, but like saw on TikTok because of course, of course yeah. my mother is on mm-hmm. TikTok. She saw that like there was this all black alliance. So she goes back and binges the season before the finale 
and was just like, and see, and then this, and then this, and then she starts watching the new thing, and she's like, oh, yeah. I thought they all had cookouts. No. And I was like, no, no. mom, they don't all no, have no, cookouts. No. Every black person does <laughs> doesn't think to do this and she goes oh, yeah well, i don't like it well now. they because it was they were making a big ploy cbs because last moon Vez is gone last moon Vez, who like again ru- tried oh, to yeah. ruin the career of janet jackson had all these sexual harassment cases against him terrible terrible person julie chen what are you doing Can you imagine you're that person and then you have the nerve to turn to janet and be like you're indecent yeah right and you're doing what and you're like you better apologize to me and she's like no uh not yeah. even and 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 so i uh, so i'm taking a pause from the actual big brother i didn't watch that season because it was just too hard because i wanted oh, i don't i wanted you. i was supposed to be on it like i felt that way about there was a season of married at first sight <laughs> that i was almost on no. don't ask it's a long story my mother filled out my application <sighs> sent it in next thing i knew i was getting a phone call from a producer and i was like i'm sorry what's happening and it gets what? hard because you get down, you go through the entire, it's a long, drawn-out interview process, yes. psych evals, and you're down to the last wire where they're making yeah. the final phone calls, the phone rings, it's a yay or yeah. nay for a handful of people, and uh, so you didn't watch the show? <laughs> no, I refused to watch it. I didn't watch it. The same thing, yeah, Married at First Sight, and then the same thing with when I was Miss DC, there was a brief moment where we almost did, this was early Kardashian years. Like Kim's rich, like hitting each other with purses <laughs> in that like apartment building. We almost did. Cause the, the bling ring girls had gotten their show canceled. Yep. Somebody almost did a show about myself and a couple of friends for E yes. and it was going to be, and Rob Lowe was going to be the producer of a reality show about like the world of the people of kind of like, the world of the children of the West Wing kind of yes. thing where it was like DC is full of power players and these are their kids. <laughs> and I just remember being like, I remember going through shooting a pilot, all this stuff. And then I was so mad. And then for years, I think that's why I was like, I'm not watching this Kardashian show. Cause that was supposed to be our time slot. And now I'm like, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> that's the thing about these pilots. Like, you weren't about to make a sex tape and <laughs> your friends weren't about to get naked. And like none of y'all were about to do any of what needed to be done to be this what famous. What needed to be done. It's so true. It is so <laughs> true. Uh, oh, but you know who is uh, on it is uh, who's the I. Uh, I uh, Chris Kapatrick is on the Celebrity yes. Big Brother season, and Cynthia Bailey. Cynthia Bailey is obviously the Candy Burr. Yes, all. yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, and like it just it's, uh, but it's so. And then Todd Hall, Hall who is like, wildly yeah. like it's so interesting because like I feel like these types of shows really show you who you really are, and you hear rumors. Yes. And I I'm rooting for Todd because he's gay and he's black, and so I see he literally has I'm the. Not. Once I figured out who he was, the first time I ever saw that Seven Dwarfs parody where people were like ashy ghetto oh, and, and like yeah. nappy and stuff. I but was you like, know what Ooh. it is? It's because again, there's so few gay black entertainers, and him and I. He, exactly and exactly it's what we were talking about with cosby you just naturally are like ru- yeah, to, yes do. because he's he's yeah. so similar to like he was doing flash mobs when i was doing flash mobs like i we had such similar tracks which is like his thing blew up but way more yeah. than, than mine did and so i kind of just like see myself but i'm just like i would not be playing the game there literally is he has like all these friends on this season carson from uh the original uh queer eye yeah original queer they're eye, friends yeah. and his first thing is i gotta get carson out of here i'm like that's your friend like he's like there could like as if there could only be one gay person on the show because yeah. he doesn't want them to steal his Todrick, thought his light todrick hall it 
so little Nas X is doing what Todrick Hall thought oh, he was doing. So but true. Better. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Because the first time I heard somebody say that, I was like, oh, that's true. That's what he's trying to do. I was like, everything Lil Nas X mm-hmm. is doing is what Todrick thought he was doing. But now in the light of day and with more context, we're all like, oh, that's, that's not, not that. It's, that's not correct. It's almost like he's playing to like the 90s version of what people thought and yes. wanted of gay black men. Like he hasn't yes. evolved or pushing the envelope. He's like, because little Nas X is yeah. like pushing. No, we're going to be. We're, oh, this yeah. is actually who we are. This is what we're going to do. We're going to push this. And he, he's just kind of placating to this almost like shucking and driving in a certain way. Yeah. He's like, what do you think of me? And he's like, cool, <laughs> then we're going to do that. And you're like, what? It's no different than like when black women go on reality shows and they're like, you're not going to get in my face. And it's just like, can we not? Can we not? Can you do something else? Can you try another shtick? Because I don't want to do this. Ah, uh, last minute of good news. Speaking of gay things on television, I do want to report <laughs> that it actually last year was a surprisingly good year for LGBTQ plus representation. So Glad okay. released its annual uh, Where We Are on TV report. I wish it was called the Where We At report, but you know. <laughs> They were like, we're not trying to get hit with all the black gays being like, really? Really? (laughs) Well, Minority Corner will run that report. Uh, (laughs) And in a record-setting statistic, nearly 12% of series regulars on scripted scripted primetime broadcast TV in 2021 and 2022 season are LGBTQ+. That's about 50% higher than the percentage of Americans who identify as queer, um, according to the most recent census of 3%. Uh, it marks it marks a three percent increase over Glad's uh, previous TV survey year. So, well, so I think that there's more queer people. Mom, who <laughs> yeah. said, "Isn't everybody a little gay?" And I said, "Mom, that's not a thought that straight people apparently have." And she went, "Well, then I'm definitely not straight." <laughs> Okay, getting your mom on the show for the mother mo- Mother's Day I special. I love her so much. She sure. says just the funniest thing. She was trying to understand. She invited. It was like I don't know if you've ever seen that kid on TikTok, Levi, like the cute little Australian kid who's like always explaining stuff to his mom, and he's very progressive. Like overhearing my parents discuss like queerness and non-binary, and then truly like my mom being like, "Well, pansexual people like everybody," and my dad being like, <laughs> "Okay," then my mom being like, "Do you want me to explain it?" And he's like, "No, I mean that makes sense. They like everybody." And then he's like, so there's no bisexuals? And then she's like, no, there's bisexuals. And then she's like, I definitely think my my aunt was. Mackenzie, what's the word? Gender non-conforming. Yeah, gender non-conforming. And then my dad's like, okay. And then my mom was like, so you're a cisgendered man. What does that mean? <laughs> it means like you're just like a guy. Wait, but I thought that I thought the same thing too. Or I thought it was, I thought it came from Sophie. But it doesn't. It comes from CIS, not SIS. And just overhearing that, like try to explain queerness is my favorite thing ever. Oh, I love that so much. My face just hurts. Y'all did need your own reality television. Absolutely I mean, right. No, we didn't. People would okay. have been like, who are these weirdos? And also, my dad would have planned that the minute a camera showed up, he would have been like, what's a cisgen? <laughs> and then they'd be like Mr. Green and he'd be like I don't want to nope. nope 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 I mean nope. I I don't know if you've ever read the book it's called The 2000s Made Me Gay it's a very funny like essay collection on just like this woman talking about like her own journey through her bisexuality and like how a turning point the 2000s were to like queerness and she has this whole chapter where she talks about shows like Happily Ever After where it was always like 
a gay guy, but he was like so aggressively a caricature of a straight man mm-hmm. that it was like, look, gays, they're just like you, bro. Yeah. Like they love beers too and like fucking yelling at the TV. And so I'm so happy when I watch a show and they're like nuanced queer characters that yeah. aren't like finger snapping or like yas queen or who are like aggressively bro down and then it's like no i'm gonna make out with my boyfriend i mean obviously euphoria has got the representation that glee started (laughs) which is like angry closeted man makes everybody's life miserable because he's in the closet (laughs) oh my gosh i like just watched like three hours behind on euphoria and just like i had never watched it and i took (laughs) two days off two weeks ago and binge watched all the way because everybody had been like episode five episode five so i binge watched 12 episodes of television to get to episode (laughs) five give her all the evidence and my my whole stunning conclusion was oh there's two separate shows there's a show zendaya is on with maude apatow (laughs) and angus cloud and the mom and storm reed and like sometimes Hunter Schaefer comes over to that show. And then there's another show about misbehaving teenagers and a very <laughs> angry closeted boy who like is making everybody's life miserable. Yeah. I am really interested to see where this convergence is, is going to go for this show. Cause it is like, it's, it's so interesting. Cause it, it's, yeah, these mess, mess, messy old episode teens. five. Episode five was an example that it is two separate shows because when yeah. those two shows met up in that house, yeah, Rue on the stairwell, and uh-huh. them having, and the fact that that messy teen show completely derailed the other show, you were like, uh-huh. oh, these are two separate TV shows, like, yeah. You know, I was I like to watch the behind the scenes talks on it because uh, it helps me to decompress. <laughs> and I love the quote that the the, uh, the director said about going into the season two. Um, and it's so interesting. Like it's such a stylized show. I think that's one thing I love so much about Euphoria. It feels like this indie movie, and still season two has a different look and feel to it. It's not, but it, it it's and they said that like season one is like 2 a.m. Everyone's having fun. They're kind of wiling out a little bit. And, and season five is like, it's 5 a.m. Everybody should have gone home. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. Like, I thought they were messy season one. But you look at it, it no. was like child's play compared to like everything is so fun. Even the messy teen drama is like yeah. a whole other level this season. It's it terrifying. Is like, it's like on a whole other. I mean, people got guns. It's like people got guns. Actually, it feels like opening first season. We should have known. I'm like, this feels like I'm watching Breaking Bad all of a sudden. Like, Meanwhile, I thought like Glee was so ahead of its time where I was like, there's a gay guy <laughs> named Kurt. And there's a boy who kissed him. And oh, my God. And then like fast forward to this show where you're like, oh, there's somebody's dad having sex with a trans woman. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the times they, they are changing. And I will say, though, to your point, like. I appreciate that there was there was a period of time, like you said, that like we had to show like, oh, we couldn't show stereotypical, you know, gays. And it was like, it's something wrong with showing like there are effeminate gay people. And so then they got pushed to the sideline to show just like straight acting gay people who just happen to be gay. And it's like, no, like we weren't saying you can't. It's not like it's offensive to show flamboyantly gay people, but just do it in the right way. It's like with heart and with care. Bring some queer writers into the room. And I think the more you have, like, this nuanced approach to, like, queer representation, the more it makes other people not feel like... Because somewhere there is a guy who is like, well, but I I do love a fan. Yes. And I love... Flap. (laughs) And I love a dress. And it's like... 
so am I trans? And it's like, no, 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 you're you're a gay man. Right. Or mm-hmm. it's like, you know, God bless Maddie Morphosis, but it's like, I'm a, I'm a straight man. I'm like, well, Maddie, okay. you're not straight. <laughs> but it's like this idea that's like, no, you can absolutely identify as queer and like have a girlfriend or like, yeah, you know, I don't yeah. know. It's just like yeah. we all made fun of Parks and Rec when it was like, I'm April. This is my boyfriend. And that's my boyfriend's boyfriend. And I'm just like. I will be delighted. Like, I just, I'm always having this conversation with my mom where I'm like, I feel like, one, my mother's always like, give your child a gender neutral name because your father and I are too old to learn a new name when they're <laughs> like 12. Right. And I'm like, I respect that. That's but fair. also this idea that like, I have to mentally tell myself sometimes like, yeah, you might have a child who comes in and yeah. they're like, this is my boyfriend, Connor. Connor was born Cheryl and Sh- and Connor has a girlfriend named Melissa and Melissa has a boyfriend. And I'm going to be like, first of all, I'm remembering none of this. I love you so much. <laughs> and like, hi, everybody. Second of all, this is an old school Southern family. So none of you are sleeping in the same room. I will get the sleeping bags. Like nobody here is married to anybody. So you cannot sleep together. <laughs> like, well, Manolo, we have a show to promote. It's called Dr. Game Show. It's a family-friendly podcast where listeners submit games and we play them with callers from around the world. No, oh, sounds good. New episodes uh, happen every other Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. It's a, it's a fast and loose oasis of absurd innocence and naivete. And Are you writing a poem? No, I'm just saying things from my memory. And uh, it's a nice break from reality. <laughs> Is that, are we allowed to say that? I don't know. It sounds bad. It comes with a 100% happiness guarantee. It does not. <laughs> Come for the games and stay for the chaos. Well, well, well. If it isn't James Arthur M. from Minority Corner, my favorite person in the universe, hello, my friend. Well, if, it's, if it isn't Renee Culvert, my favorite person in the world from Can I Pat Your Dog, Renee, I'm over the moon because we're hosting a show together. We sure are. Pew, 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 pew. It is called Get On Up with Jam and Renee. Jam, ask me why it's called Get On Up. Go ahead. Why is it called Get On Up? Because it happens first thing in the morning. 7 a.m. on Pacific Standard Time to 9 a.m. Or 10 a.m., a reasonable 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And for everybody in the middle, you've got your times in between. I don't know how time works. You can check it out. And it's right on back channel. So if you have an Echo or an Alexa device, you just say open back channel. Or you can find us on the YouTube's underneath back channel and like and subscribe and you can also catch any past episodes if you weren't able to wake up early enough you can catch us all of it is all right there for your viewing pleasure sure is monday through friday we're doing this to you and if you're like well what is this show about how what 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 is happening here it is if can i pet your dog and minority corner had a beautiful bouncing baby puppy it is the fluffy nonsense of cipyd and the hard-hitting issues of minority corner woven together in a beautiful tapestry the likes of which you've never seen jam the likes of which you've never seen sign me up and renee also it's interactive so if you've ever listened to either of our podcasts and wish you could share your opinions and thoughts right then and there well your wish has been answered we're in the future. The technology is there. It's interactive. We're going to give you the news. We're going to give you advice. We're going to ask you for advice. We're going to 
to play Celebrity Birthday Quiz. We play a game called Wild and are working it. We have accidental thirst traps, Wednesday wisdom, and forget about it Friday. It is just the thing that you need to jump start your day. And we want y'all to come on over. Come on over and get on up with Jam and Renee. See you there. Um, hi, I'm looking for a movie. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, there's that new foreign film with the time travel. There's an amazing documentary about queer history on streaming. Have I told you about this classic where giant robots fight? Or there's that one that most critics hated, but I thought was actually pretty good. Ooh, I know. The one with the huge car chase, and then there's that scene where... The, the car, car jumps, jumps over, over the submarine. submarine. Wow, who are you eclectic movie experts? Well, I'm Ify Wadiwe. I'm Drea Clark. And I'm Alonzo Duraldi. And together, we host the movie podcast, Maximum film new episodes every week on maximumfun.org and you actually just walked into our recording booth oh weird sorry i thought this was a video store you seem like a lady and you know there is a Star Wars fanatic out there who's already like, y'all fucking up the song. That's not how it goes. They're already on Twitter. They're already adding me. They're already mad. So this corner, as we head out of Black History Month and into Women's History Month, um, just want to talk about a place that does not feel very friendly for women, black folks, Anybody, honestly, that's not uh, a gentleman or a neck beard adjacent <laughs> person. Um, Star Wars yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, why do you all gatekeep so hard? I so I obviously in the pandemic when some people learned that they were queer in the pandemic, other people <laughs> learned they were in relationships not serving them. I learned that I am a big old nerd, mm. a big old out and proud nerd yep. who owns merch from the fandom she likes, who's now attended her first con, all of these Ooh. things. So I very much feel like one of the infinity stones, many. So I've never been into Lord of the Rings. That's on my list. I'm like, I want to figure this whole world out. I want to figure out the fantasy realm. Mm. And then the other like nerddom infinity stone I don't possess is Star Wars. Mm. And Star Wars scares me. Not because of the content or the canon. It's cute. It's a cute little situation. <laughs> I love looking at Adam Driver. Very fun times. Like I think there is nobody more attractive than John Boyega. What I am afraid of is the fandom. Mm. So like there is an incredible creator um, named Straw Hat Goofy, Goofy on, uh, on all the socials. And he is like a brilliant movie guy. He did a post one day where he was talking about why people don't get in the Star Wars is because the fandom is very aggressive and very scary and not welcoming. And we saw it in Rosemary Tran. Mm. We saw it in the racism John Boyega mm-hmm. dealt with. All of these fun times. <laughs> and he said, I'm terrified of this fandom because they're so gatekeepy. And so he ends the video with being like, and here's a statement that I feel is true, which is like, The Last Jedi is my favorite Star Wars movie. And then his next video after that was him pinning a comment on the screen that says, like, for you to say you like The Last Jedi is to say that you wish the Nazis would have won. Okay. And he was like, case in point about the fandom, guys. It is not friendly or welcoming. He was like, I have talked about racism on this page. He was like, I have been called so many things because of my opinions about Falcon and Winter Soldier. I am fine with all of that. But the group that I do not enjoy (laughs) is the Star Wars fandom. So guys, please stop gatekeeping a thing. Let people enjoy the stuff at different levels. Like, I remember when I was a sports reporter 
and we used to have to audition every season for the show. And I remember going in and I gave my piece and then you had to do a quiz. And I remember one of the questions was, how do you spell Krzyzewski? For those of you that don't know, this is the Duke head coach at the time, still is. His name is very Eastern European, starts with a K. And I saw it and I was like, Kirk. <laughs> and they were like wrong Shashevsky, you got it wrong how many and then i remember at this moment i turned to the producer and i go how many wins does pat summit have and he was like huh and i was like pat summit the winningest coach in college basketball history female coach how many wins does she have and he was like what and i said she's literally getting inducted into the basketball hall of fame tonight you should know that. That's a softball question, buddy. Just like I should sh- apparently know how to spell Shashevsky. No. You should know how many wins. Yeah. Pat- and I remember that was like where he stopped. And that is my thing about Star Wars fans. If you're like, I like Star Wars. Somebody's like, what moon was <laughs> Luke Skywalker staring at when he was holding a rose in his right hand when looking at the moons of Naboo? And you're like, What? <laughs> Somebody's like, what's Chewbacca's third cousin's name? And you're like, why would I know that? And they're like, because you should have watched the Star Wars Christmas special from 87. And you're like, first of all, I wasn't born. I don't understand what you're saying. Like, what are these words you're saying? So like Star Wars people, and I already know, I can feel you out there. I can feel you rallying around. I can feel just like I know I'm about to get followed on my way home for being a suppressive person. And Putin's coming after you. I know that Putin's going to hack my phone. I am aware... (laughs) That the Star Wars fans are coming into my DMs. But guys, please let those of us who are newbies to the fandom just enjoy it. Stop gatekeeping. Stop making us feel bad for liking what we like. Stop making us feel bad for thinking that Kylo Ren is hot. Stop asking us if we've seen, like, if we were in the theater the day the movie came out. I was not born. I don't know (laughs) nothing about that. Stop asking me if I'm okay with George Lucas having his product. I don't care. Melly Hobson told him to apologize to Bob Iger, so calm it down. Like, let us enjoy the things stop making it weird it's also not real you know like i feel like people hold these properties so close to their hearts and like and i think part of it is because they captured their hearts as a child but like things grow and they 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 evolve and you you just kind of kind of move around and i also want to say like i i you and i were talking about this i think it's so wild that like i can understand trekkies in some ways because there's so much content and there's such a world built but with star wars for the longest time for the first 20 years there was just three movies and two of them i mean i'm already ready to put my name out there uh the return of the jedi was not that great in comparison for the three of them it's not that great george lucas was really like he says he knew all like episode nines blah 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 He's making up as he went yeah. along. He said, let me start. Guys, he knows nothing. He knew nothing. He was like, it'll be more interesting if he starts episode four. Because people think like, oh, my God, something happened beforehand. He had no idea. Yeah. He had just read no. Dune. He was like, OK, this sounds good. It's completely like it's a, I'm now watching Dune and I'm not as impressed because I'm like, oh, I feel like I've seen this already. <laughs> oh, because yeah. this was it's the source, work. you know, material for it. Like, got it. And then sidebar. George Lucas's wife, a lot of the amazing, great ideas came from her. They divorced before yeah. Return of the Jedi was made, and which was like the not the great movie. She wasn't around. 
Then you get to the Man. prequels. George Lucas left to his own devices. No one to tell him Makes these are terrible the ideas. shit anybody's ever watched and is like, oh no. Meanwhile, I know nothing about the movies, but I see a preview when I'm at a Marvel film and a black man pops up on the screen mm-hmm. and I was like, tell me more. Yeah. And so I fell in love with these new yeah. ones where I was like, oh Same. my God. And then also Adam Driver. I don't know what he was doing. He looks 12, <laughs> but he also looks very hot and he's like a horrible person, but I love it. And like... <laughs> I'm obsessed with those movies, but like the minute you try to step into that fandom, you yeah. feel overwhelmed. Like my, <laughs> my poor mom, I call her and I was like, mom, I got tickets to one of the star Wars nights at Disney and I'm going to go. And she, <laughs> and she was like, Oh God, Mackenzie. Oh God. You don't, <laughs> you don't want to do are you sure you know enough to go to these? And I was like, no, but like, you, I was like, no, but like, I want to wear my like Kylo Ren shirt and I want to go. And like, my favorite thing is like how gatekeepy it is. I remember taking my mom to Rise of the Resistance at Disneyland. And she, and the guy was like, he goes, are you resistance scum? And she goes, all right, I don't, I don't know what any of this is. I don't just go talk to somebody. Else. <laughs> I have no clue what's happening. I don't know. What she goes, I don't watch these things. She does. I'm just here with her. Don't leave me alone. Leave, leave me, leave me, leave me alone. I appreciate the commitment to the role. <laughs> leave me alone. Uh, but I do, but you did hit on something that I think about constantly as somebody who like goes to Disneyland as an adult by herself is this concept of like adults yeah. being like, you ruined the thing from my childhood. So like, the first thing that comes to mind is like the new Ghostbusters. Right. Loved yeah. it. I saw. Wait, it was beautiful. Are you talking about Afterlife? I don't know yes. if it was the bottle of wine or the movie. I don't know. I it wasn't. Cried. It was the movie. I, I was cried. stone cold sober. <laughs> I took a break in the middle of the work day to go because my dad was like, "I love Ernie Hudson because yes. his name is Ernest." Right, 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 right. And he was like, "Can we go see it?" And I was like, "Okay." I sobbed. cried like a baby. Sobbed. I cried I, like a baby during so Afterlife. Hard. I was so embarrassed. I so like, think I was my it, Ola Davis snot crying at the end of Ghostbusters Afterlife. It was so beautiful. So Go hard. check it out. I think very in line with the first one. And then adults one. are like, this is not the first. And my thing to adults yeah. is the reason you remember Star Wars. The reason you remember Ghostbusters, because you were a child child. when it came out. The reason you don't have the same feeling anymore is because you don't (laughs) believe that adults have proton packs and get ghosts. It's not their fault that you forgot how to play. Like, that's the thing that's so funny. It's like when people are like, how can you go to Disney? I'm like, because I can still play. I can still absolutely Go on to the stupid Rise of the Resistance and totally play along and be in the moment. Listen, I met Carol Danvers at Avengers <laughs> Campus and I was so nervous. And at one point, my mom goes, "You are an adult. Talk to this woman. Stop." Uh, you're like, but it's Carol Danvers. So She's busy. I was like, I was so nervous. I was so nervous, and I was wearing a Danvers sweatshirt, and I was like, "Hi, hello." <laughs> Because I like to give into the fantasy. Oh, I like to, to Otherwise, get bullied. Why You're are in we it, doing I'm in it. it? Why are we? Uh, yeah, like you want to buy into this whole entire thing. And I think you you really brought on that that point. Yeah, it's like Star Wars is for kids. We're we're lucky enough yeah. to go along for the ride. And same stuff with like Marvel and people are like yeah. nitpicking things. And like at the end of the day, y'all, we are or we, we freaking... are adults going along for the rides. But it's not or for like us. When Neil deGrasse Tyson will tell us like the actual physics reality. I'm like shh. shh Neil, shut your little lips. And I shut think it is. It's like, I think though, in some ways, I think our generation is a little stunted in their growth. Like it, we were talking about yes. earlier is that like 
Martha King died at 39. Like, we're the adults in the room, y'all. So it's yes. time to start growing up and, like, let. It's like you might go sit in Star Wars and not be as, like, oh, I didn't feel this. Guys, it wasn't. It was made. It's made for, like, children yeah. and college students who were trying to figure out, like, how do you fight the resistance? Yeah. And it's like. That's the message. message. It's like the same way I feel when people are like, I hate these new Harry Potter movies, guys. It's not for us. It's not for you. We were there for our era Mm -hmm. of Harry Potter. Let the children enjoy Fantastic Beasts. Like when people come back and they're like, there was no plot to the first one. It was just silly animals because they're selling toys, (laughs) you dum-dums. And it's not. I I think you love it. It's like, it's not, it's not for you. And you're, you, (laughs) by causing a ruckus and making a mess, you're ruining someone else's childhood who's trying to explain it yeah thank god it's like our pa- the twitter wasn't ex- existing for like our parents or they were too busy working and trying to put like yes. you know food on the table i mean could you could you imagine going on twitter and somebody being like toy story 2 was awful <laughs> what was the point of that whole montage about woody being sold <laughs> like no you just watched you just it watched and it. you were like i love listen it. i went to toy story 4 and i was like this is a money grab. And I cried a little bit at the end, but I was like, but this, and then it hit me. This isn't for me. Not for me. This this is why the toys are growing up and going away. This wasn't for me. You just, nice little romp. And there's some eight year old, 12 year old, six year old who enjoyed this shit out of it, you know? And great. And it's the same thing I have about star Wars. It's like, let me watch the movies. And just enjoy what I'm watching. Don't quiz me about the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> don't ask me. Don't get mad at me when I call him Baby Yoda. And you're like, his name is Grogu. But okay. then they hated that. They were Baby like, Yoda. that's a dumb name. I really, really bad. There's like no pleasing. I, you Luke know Skywalker would never have given over his life. I don't care. I don't care. I, Carrie Fisher is gone. And I love the moment where a Carrie Fisher and Luke Skywalker and Han Solo are all holding and Adam Driver's hands as ghosts and doing the force. Leave love him alone. It, love it. I love, love it. it. I love when he shrugged and the lightsaber came out behind right. his back. I thought love it was it. a treat. Great. I was like, what a delight. Have fun. <laughs> Go back to, to playing. And I think part of it is, though, uh, to my earlier point, is that Star Wars only existed with those three movies for 20 years and most of everything was like in novels and like almost fan fiction and so they got to play in these worlds for so long but then Disney came and bought it and was like okay none of that shit is is real anymore it's all this fan fiction so they've been playing and I didn't know any of that and they've been planning playing in this fan fiction world for so long that they I don't know. Maybe they felt like they had more ownership. They were playing it, a massive game. They were playing a massive game of, of like D and D. Yeah. Because you'll like meet yeah. some adult who loves Star Wars, and they're like, "Well, there's no way that Rey would be a Jedi because she doesn't have enough metachlorians." I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> you're saying nonsense words to me, and that's how silly you sound. Is we just hear like wah 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 wah. It's like. Just let new people join the fandom and enjoy it. Let Kelly Marie Tran tweet. Let John Boyega live his life. But meanwhile, poor friggin' uh, Mark Hamill has to be like, guys, guys, please stop being racist and sexist. Why do they? And you're being. And to me, I'm enjoying it even more. To me, I feel like it's a sandbox that technology is finally caught up, so we can produce these TV shows really quick and kind of cheaply. But it looks really good, and more people, like to your point, are getting to participate in the story. So the universe looks like diverse. I'm sorry, but for the longest time, there are only two women in the galaxy. It was. 
Yeah. Moth, I forget her name, the redheaded woman who was like, we gotta go attack the people. And she, Moth Rafra, <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember her name. Someone's murdering me. And Princess know. Leia, the only two women in the entire galaxy. Yeah. And like, it's nice that there's other people in the galaxy now. Like, yeah. let us play in the sandbox. It's fine. Let us in. It's not that deep. Just let people like the things they like and stop being weird. Like, <laughs> Ugh, it's just awful. It's like, I enjoyed Rogue One. And then people get all like, oh, so they're just going to explain. Listen, I never understood why there was just a single hole in this giant thing that somehow blew the whole thing up. But I like that little movie that pieced it together with Javier Bourdain or whatever. Yeah, that was fun. Let, let Riz Ahmed tell you there's a hole in there that we put there on purpose. Exactly. Leave it alone, let, you weirdos. Let's have some fun. Let's have some yeah. fun. So that's all. Well, I'm with you. You get no qualms from me. I will not be... I mean, what a chaotic corner. <laughs> this was a useless corner, but really it's just me saying, if you see me at the park for one of the Star Wars days, don't come running up to me asking me who's on my shirt. Just let me wear my Kylo Ren t-shirt and have a good time. Well, there it is. Another episode. So we had mentioned before, how can you get involved uh, with these, you know, helping to fight these ridiculous trans laws that are passing up or passing in Texas and soon to be coming in another conservative state near you again? Uh once they start going for the rights of one group, they start continuing to go. And, you know, it's unfortunate because these kids are just being used as a political football. Um, they do this with groups all the time, that this is the fear-mongering that they're doing. Um, it is a rally cry on the far right. Anything around sort of queer or um, transgender issues or things like that. I mean, these people really don't give a flying fuck, but they're doing it to rally up votes and support. So there's a few different organizations. We're going to link them in our show notes, but just so you can know where it is that you're going. So one is uh, transtexas.org. Uh, they are de dedicated to furthering gender diverse equality in Texas. Uh, they work to accomplish this through education and networking in both public and private forums because uh, it seems like there's just a lack of education uh, that is here. So this is a really great one. They're boots on the ground, so that's a great one. Uh, there's also the Queer Detainee Empowerment Project as well, so we'll link this. Um, they have they work with legal referrals, access to hotline support, bond funti funding, um, all kinds of different stuff there. So they help to work uh, support for LGBTQIA plus and HIV plus immigrants and detention centers in the U.S. Because um, that's also still a thing that is happening that's going on. There is also the Transgender District, uh, so another organization who's working to fight the fight. Uh, they were the first legally recognized transgender district in the world. Uh, they encompass six blocks in southern eastern Tenderloin here in San Francisco. Um, so you can also help to support that as well. Lambda Legal. We love Lambda Legal. They're an organization that's committed to achieving full recognition of the civil rights of lesbians, gay men, bisexual, transgender people, and everyone living with HIV. So they do this through litigation. So obviously these laws are in Texas, um, which again, if you aren't aware, essentially it's if a parent um, is helping their child be who they truly are, um, they can be... Um, 
uh, child protective services can be called against them, um, saying that this is child abuse, which we know actually the reverse to neglect your child of who they truly are. That's the real true um, abuse. So that as well, that's happening in Texas. Uh, and then there's also resources for transgender youth in Texas. Uh, it is a website called TX transkids.org so this is a really great one especially if you have a uh, young person in your life who's living in texas and is probably feeling just terrified and alone with all the stuff that's happening you can uh, go over to this website check it out yourself and also um maybe go on it together send it to them uh let them know they're not alone but um this is a really really great resource so you can also sign up to become an advocate to defend the rights of trans youth in texas so you can also get involved so if you're like man what can i do those are four organizations five actually um, of resources for you to join the fight we will link them in the show notes and there we are well my corner kids another episode y'all are so great and fabulous uh we're counting down the end of minority corner i can't even believe it seven years uh but we're gonna go out with a bang and Nike is gonna be back next week so we've got lots to unpack and talk about we haven't even talked about don't say gay the don't say gay bill in florida so we will pivot to that next week and uh see what we can do to fight that well i hope to also see y'all on our morning show get on up uh go check it out want to see y'all over there if you do come on over say hi it's an interactive show so you can shout out in the comments you can say uh hey it's me from minority corner i would love to know if we have corner kids coming on over please let me know uh, like i said it's an interactive show whether you're watching through alexa your echo device or even on youtube uh you can chat with us it's one of the things that i love the most about doing it so come on over very small test audience as we work out the tech but uh who better to help us test this audience out than you all so We'll see you over there. You'll also see Sarah Brown, our producer editor. Thank you for doing this show and that show. And a big thank you to Lori Fowler, our production coordinator. And thank you to all of our Maximum Fund members and our listeners. We can't do the show without you. Thank you for listening to Minority Corner. Because together, we're the majority. See you next week. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.